Hey everyone, welcome back. Built for Friendship series week three. We will be talking about society. My name is Adam, as you know, and today we have Emily. <laughs> uh, most of you guys know Emily, and the reason she is here today is because you've been just such a great partner in crime as we engage our new neighborhood. We moved into yeah. a new, new neighborhood two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's been really fun doing it together. Yeah. So I thought I would involve you as we talk about society. And, Love it. Uh, yeah. Sweet. So, Emily, share with us all your wisdom that you've learned from engaging your neighborhood this past year. All my wisdom. Oh, I'll, yes. I'll try. I'll oh, try yes. just a little bit. Let's start with one all right. little nugget. So of we're talking about society. We're talking about engaging our neighborhood and what that means. I mean... Really, to me, that's like a fancy word for saying, like, making friends where I live. Um, And I think that's important because I think sometimes we have all this, like, Christian language around it. Um, But, yeah, how I have engaged my neighborhood and and connected with those around me um, and some of the benefits. What have I I learned, I think you said. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I've learned that the people that live near me um, can be some of my best friends. Um, and that's been just really true in so many ways. Um, a couple examples are like one of the people really close to me that I might not have met had it not been for our actual location and our actual neighborhood, um, is now probably one of my best friends. Um, and we spend a lot of time together and we help each other out a lot, um, with kids or just like borrowing stuff or whatever. Um, And she's just one of my best friends now. Um, And then another couple that we met just because I think we shoveled their driveway of snow or you guys shoveled the driveway of snow. Mm -hmm. Um, One winter, our first winter there um, at our house was just our Italian neighbors. And we drop in on them anytime we want. And so now they're like actually this really close, beautiful image of wisdom in my life. And so Mm. I've kind of learned that the people near me can actually just become really, really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the the first relationship you're talking about, uh, single mom in the neighborhood, we're able to help her, serve her, love her, and uh, but then that relationship pours back the other way. Oh yeah, well, right. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. It's not one way at all. Yeah. Oftentimes yeah. we think that, oh, I have to constantly pour myself out. Yeah. I'm like, no. That's mission so and Jesus says it like this in John chapter four. It's actually the food that we eat. It's the thing that gives us life and energy and fills yeah. us and. You know, and that's what it should be like to serve the kingdom. He yeah. says like this, to to accomplish the will of the one who sent me. Yeah. That is my food. I feast on that. Yeah. You know, and that Italian family, they're all living in the house together. It's a multi-generational family. The grandma's there, the two parents are there, and the two kids who are late teens, early 20s. Yeah. You know, and we can relate to all three of those generations. We need yeah. all three of those. Yeah. You know, we need the parents because we don't have our parents around. Right. And so we go over and it's like mom and dad, you know, we need the kids because we need to stay connected to what's relevant and new and fresh and young. You know, we need that energy. And um, and it's just great. Right. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I love it. Okay, so let's say someone's like, I want that. Yeah, I want that. Where should they start? You think? I mean, we started with random coffee and shoveling a driveway of snow. So. (laughs) I think it can look as creative as you want it to be. And I don't think there's any rules and I don't think it has to be complicated. I mean, one of the ways we met some other neighbors were, I think our first month in our new house, 
um, with Matt and Rebecca. We bought the house with another couple, for those that don't know. Um, and we gave out pickles to a bunch of our neighbors. And it was just like a way to meet people. Homemade. Homemade, yeah. homemade give pickles. Give random jar dicks. Homemade pickles. That's right. <laughs> that would be weird hearing that out of context. Um, yeah, we just gave like giving gifts. Like do what you're good at. Like I love making food. You guys loved shoveling driveways because you just love serving in that way. And it's easy for a bunch of dudes. Like all the guys went outside. We um, actually brought someone who we were building a relationship with. We brought them with us. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was a part of him integrating into community was us serving the community. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, to answer your question a little more specifically is identify what you like doing and try to just do that in where you live, Mm -hmm. whether that's like at the park with your kids, or if you don't have kids, maybe that's just like knocking on some neighbor's door and like giving them a fresh loaf of bread or a jar of pickles or, or whatever you're good at making or enjoy. Like you use the things that you already have good. You don't have to go out of your way. You don't have to like I mean, maybe you have to go a little out of your way, but like you don't have to do something that you're uncomfortable with. Do something that you're already comfortable with and connect connect those two passions together, I guess. That, that was a good way to put it, you know, is it does take sacrifice, mm-hmm. but if you operate in your strengths and gifts that the Lord's provided to you, it should yeah. be life-giving. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's totally um, how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, I think, too, uh, we do need to start with honesty, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like just just you and the Lord. Right. Saying, like, where am I at with this and why am I in that place? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if we do that, that's the start of the path of transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Experience something new. Yeah. You know, um, if if we are never honest, we can never change. Yeah. You know? Do you mean do you mean honesty like. Asking ourselves if we're even good at that or do think, we actually love our neighbor or what do you think that honesty looks like? A little yeah, bit? yeah. So like for you, what would it look like for you? I, I pro- you know, I may or may not say, am I good at that? Um, because I, I, I'm the type of person that's not afraid to try things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like I'll, I'll try something and be like, you know, I can get good at this, right? And I'll yeah. put in the time if I'm excited about it. Yeah. But it may be something like, why don't I do this right now? Mm-hmm. You know, am I afraid? Mm-hmm. Do I feel insufficient? Mm-hmm. Um, do I not value that like I should? Yeah. How does it integrate into my worldview, you know? And maybe it doesn't have a place. Like, uh, we're increasingly becoming a community of new and non-Christians who are trying to uh, figure out what's this all for? What's this all about? Like, what is the church and what is following Jesus and what is, you know? And, uh, and, and so you have to kind of build a new worldview from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that happened for me 10 years ago when I first met Jesus and I was like deep diving on this thing. And it's like, okay, sharing this beautiful thing that God gave me is a foundational building block mm-hmm. to what my faith is supposed to be. Yeah. So then how do I, Okay, if that's at the base layer, then what, you know? Um, And so some of us have to reanalyze our base layer Mm -hmm. because a lot of us, and this was me, just build a career, have some fun. Yeah. You know, make some money and goof around. (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a lot of people's goal. Yeah. yeah. It can see, still be one of the goals, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there's other, there's, I still goof around and I still. Yeah. Find, right? But it's much lower on the priority list, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. I actually found when I put other things higher, like living for something larger than myself, serving others, those things happened all along the way. Mm, I didn't that's need, really good. I didn't need to have them be the priority. Yeah. Because it's the beauty of the gift of the yeah. king, king of life. Ha- happens as it, as you go along. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so if someone's like, you know, am I making an effort to be my neighbor's friend? If they're like, okay, someone's trying to analyze this right now. How am yeah. I reaching my neighbors and say, you know, do I kind of just wait for people to come along or am I being intentional? With it? Mm-hmm. You know what? No, maybe I'm not really um, being intentional. Mm. What should we talk about here? What, what, are, what might be some reasons why someone might not be being intentional? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, something was just coming to mind on that, but I'm kind of flopping back and forth. Which one to go with? Um, <laughs> well, something we talked about uh, beforehand is maybe yeah. you have too many long distance relationships. Yeah. Like it's like a lot of effort to see those. And so it takes a lot of bandwidth and time. Yeah, that's tricky. And I I think a lot of us have those. Like we live in such a transient city. So those relationships are still beneficial and good. Um, But I I have seen people where it's like we're really connected to those distant relationships, but we actually have none that we like see really frequently. Mm. Um, Yeah. And I think I think that's tough, man. I think how how well can we really know someone if we hardly ever see them? Um, and phone calls can only go so far, at least for me. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I love phone calls. I think they're great, but they're not all sufficient. Like I don't get to hang out with that person. Don't get to cry with them and hug them and like do favors for them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, We all just lived through the pandemic, right? And we're all realizing our deep need for real relationships. Yeah. 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 And I think one of the other reasons is people are just get really comfortable with what they do have, even though. I think God actually desires so much more for us always in a lot of things that are so beautiful, like relationships and friendships. Um, and I think it's easy to get comfortable with our like subpar friendships or, and I only say that if we're like not really investing and they're just kind of there and we know they're there and we're comfortable that they're there, but we don't, we don't actually, I don't know, desire to like take that to the next level or to serve them well, or to even ask God like, what are we missing in this? Or how can I grow in this relationship or mm-hmm. um, things like that? So I think comfort is like a huge reason that sometimes we don't, we don't make the effort to make new friends is we're just really comfortable and, yeah. and fear. I mean, you mentioned fear earlier. It's like, we fear sometimes that new thing. It's scary. Like even for me, like I'm not as much of like a um, meet anybody at like the drop of a hat though, though I do because I love to, and I know that the benefits there, Um, But I I totally get scared sometimes, like meeting new people, like not knowing what to say or what to ask or what to talk about. And I think I think a lot of people deal with that, Mm -hmm. just that like overall fear. And maybe we get too caught up in our head or we don't know. We're not well practiced enough in like how to have a healthy conversation with a new person. And I think one thing that I've learned just to like give some give some people tools. The biggest thing I've learned is like when you meet new people, learn to ask really good questions. Mm you know? And that's so simple. It's like, oh, like, have you lived here a long time? What do you do for work? Do you have any kids? What is your relationships like? Like, do you you eat around here? Do you know any good restaurant? Like, there's so many questions. Mm -hmm. And some can be um, 
really basic and some can be a lot more in-depth and it's just learning to ask good questions off of the answers and the information people give you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And that takes a level of humility, empathy, yeah. compassion, um, and like, and really being secure and firm in your identity. Like mm -hmm. I know for me, uh, like being such a, like a free person living such a wild life in my early twenties, um, as I started getting older, I, it was like part of me still saw myself as that teenager, Yeah, you know? And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, you know, I'd see somebody and they looked like a man, you know, they were like a man. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. ah, I'm still a boy. Like, what do I have to offer? Mm -hmm. And why would that person ever want to talk to me? Yeah. You know? Um, cause I don't, I don't fit the mold of society, right? Like, get a career type job and mm -hmm. and you know for a while it was like uh for a long part of my life i didn't want to get married and i didn't want to have kids now that's changed but there's still a part of me that jesus is working on that's helping me fully embrace all yeah. that right and so it's like there's there's often an insecurity between me and somebody else yeah and that's that uh we can allow jesus to work those things out yeah and now i'm like no like i have something to offer mm -hmm. you know and Jesus has done something beautiful for me and I can share that, yeah. you know, and I, I am older now and I have some life experience and I, you know, I've been yeah. married for, well, it'll be 10 years this month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I have two kids. Yep. Yeah. But the cool thing is like, just so no one gets it confused, you don't have to have any of that yeah. to relate to people outside of what you think they need. You know, like yeah. you can be the young person and go to the dad of three kids at the park or wherever. You might not be at the park if you don't have kids. <laughs> I just thought of that. Um, wherever you are. Say you're at a restaurant and you meet somebody that doesn't fit your exact stage of life and even ethnic background or um, whatever, whatever the thing is that you look for to feel comfortable. Yeah. If they don't have that, there's actually still so much opportunity for like connectedness and relationship because um, yeah. we actually need people who are different than us. We don't want, I think fundamentally, we don't want people who are exactly like us all around us. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we all, if we're a little bit emotionally intelligent, we're like, oh yeah, I want people to challenge me and I want people that are different from me. But the reality is that's really hard to do if we're living out of fear or it's really hard to do um, and to start those relationships if we haven't, um, met those people and actually gotten to know them yeah. um, and like invited them over for dinner or gone out for a coffee or walked around the neighborhood or whatever the thing is. Yeah. Right. If I was to so. disciple younger me, I would say what you have to offer those men that you feel so insecure around is your curiosity mm -hmm. and your energy and time. It's so true. Right. Yeah. It's like humility to learn. Like sometimes like it's just a kingdom dynamic that mm -hmm. we should want to pour out for others. And if you give someone space to do that, yeah. they'll probably take yeah. it, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's so good. Um, all right, and so if someone is saying, okay, you know, uh, I'm, I'm wrestling through some of my reasons why I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I feel like I don't have time. I feel like I don't have time. There, that's the one we didn't hit yet. Yeah. Right, so what do we do there? Time is tricky, yeah. And that's tough. You don't, I think, I think a lot of people have a sore spot when we address timetables and 
time spent and what we're spending it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we just have to be willing to talk about it though and challenge one another. Mm-hmm. What are you spending your time doing? Um, and not that you always have to make room for one thing or another, but just know why you're making room for what you are. And so if you are in a stage where you're like lonely, which I know a lot of people are, or if you're in a stage where you don't have a lot of friends, especially that are near you, um, I would definitely challenge those individuals to be like, hey, what are you spending your time on? Um, what are you doing? Are you, are you <laughs> as you would say, doom scrolling on your phone, which we all laugh at, but it's actually really serious. Um, and my heart, my heart breaks for that. Like I've, I've totally gone through seasons where that's like exactly all I do, even though I could pick up a book or call a friend, but I never do or did. Mm-hmm. Um, or create and, something. Or create something. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to address those things. So like doom scrolling is one of them. Um, just spending a lot of time on social media or our phone or apps or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, big and there's, one. And there's, so that's like, that's like a negative. That's, that's like taking from your soul, right? <laughs> sure. Some, sometimes it's, we're too busy, even yeah. sometimes with positive things. And that's yeah. a hard thing for me. Cause yeah. like I spent a lot of time, uh, building things, right? Like, you know, you build a business, mm-hmm. you can build a church, you can, uh, you know, build a hobby and, you know, do lots of productive things. And sometimes, uh, the hard part to discern is when is the enemy just trying to keep you busy? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we need to like pause there. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Um, Like the enemy does. He wants us to stay busy so that we don't have time for any of that enjoyment or blessing for others or even receiving. Yeah. Um, And I think even, I think we can even ask like the really big questions of like, am I spending too much time at work? Is there a way I could ask for five more hours in my week? Especially if you have like an hourly job. I'm like, do you need to work 40 hours? Could you work... 35 and and totally have more freedom in your in your life or on your off time what are you doing what does that look like are you inviting others into that like even even going grocery shopping you can do that with people even like while you're doing laundry at home on a sunday just invite somebody over say it's mandatory wear your sweatpants and we're going to drink tea and hot chocolate and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you've turned something really mundane and lonely into something just really cozy and beautiful mm-hmm. and relational. And so maybe we can think more creatively on like yeah. what we can invite people into, even if it seems weird or unconventional. Um, yeah. And not that we have to have people around us all the time. Like I hear all the introverts just screaming through uh, <laughs> the abyss right now. And it's like, <laughs> we can still set, set time aside to like, I mean, have that quiet time with God, have the space to watch, to watch a movie, to, to rest, to read. Um, but then if we're simultaneously upset that we're lonely, then we just need to think more creatively. I think about what we're doing with our time. And on the busy, uh, on the the reason for busyness, right. Mm -hmm. I, it's funny, our perspective on it. Sometimes I, I remember talking to a young couple and I said, you know, how are you guys doing these days? And they're like, Oh, we're so busy. And, uh, I was like, Oh, what, you know, what are you up to? I was like, wow, Monday night. You know, we do volleyball and Tuesday night we're going to a movie and Thursday night is basketball. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all that stuff is good stuff. Yeah. Um, and and we can leverage that stuff to build relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's probably already happening. But that couple that had a hard time seeing how do we integrate it into our life with Jesus? How do I, we yeah. integrate 
our faith and our understanding of engaging the world, yep. seeing all things reconciled back to Christ in those relationships yep. and, and, and in those spaces and with that time, yep. you know? And so just our perception of what makes us busy and how we're busy yep. and um, can even just prevent us from seeing yeah. what's right in front of us. That reminds me of something, um, like just our perspective switching on what we're doing from uh, excitement and, or anxiety, right? And we, we read this together, actually. Um, we're going through a book and this author is researching the different responses to emotions and actually anxiety and enthusiasm, I believe, were the two mm -hmm. in her book were actually like the exact same physiological response. And just a mental perspective change changes anxiety, sometimes can change anxiety to excitement enthusiasm, or enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so man, like just a perspective shift on some of the things we're doing, even if they're a little bit begrudging can be life-changing. That's such a great point, right? And that, that book's been really helpful for understanding these types of things. And so I hope um, that we can shift our perspective and, and move our way through this. Now, something else I would say for maybe somebody who's wrestling through um, time being the issue right? It, it oftentimes, especially when we feel tapped for resources, um, that's the exact time that we need to invest. Mm. You say, well, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, if you invest early, then that pays dividends sooner, right? If you wait to invest, mm -hmm. then your dividends aren't coming in until later. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the same goes with relationships. If we invest early, it pays off dividends earlier. Like the sooner I start making friends, mm -hmm. the more support, help and resource I have when the hard times come. Yeah. And when I'm at my max capacity. Yeah. You know, and so I would just encourage all of us to look, let's be good investors. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it same idea with seed sowing, like plant a seed. If you plant it at the beginning of summer, it'll bear more fruit mm -hmm. over the course of the season. If you wait till the end of summer, you may not get any fruit at all. Yeah. You may just get a vine. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of vines. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and uh, well, and sometimes it literally has to just be I need to cut that out of my schedule that needs to get pruned off so mm -hmm. I can bear more fruit. Yeah. And coming right back to our John 15 passage here. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. But, uh, um, but then we also, we talked about creative thinking and some yeah. people just struggle to, and we kind of touched on this already. Yeah. How do I repurpose what I'm already doing Yep. to get more fruit out of it? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, now for those who are still kind of apprehensive, they're still thinking through this, um, still maybe wrestling or maybe even anxious yeah. about this, maybe because of previous attempts that failed or, uh, this we're, we're already caught in, uh, maybe a depressive state of loneliness or whatever, because yeah. the last few years has been hard. Has and been. let's just acknowledge that this is hard. Yeah. And that's real. Yep. And is there anything to say on yeah. that? Just putting, putting ourselves out there and being vulnerable is always hard, especially when we, yeah, aren't, you don't feel like your life is fully put together or you're struggling in a couple areas, whether that's like finances or maybe, family relationships are difficult or work is overwhelming. Um, but that's where it goes back to that investment period where, I mean, we can always have time to just plant a couple seeds to see if we can have that sprout later. 
Um, and so what that might practically look like, I think, is just investing in some of those relationships, like calling up a friend, meeting a neighbor, dropping off a loaf of bread or whatever. Um, doesn't have to be the housewife thing. Um, <laughs> you can pick your own thing if you're like a single college dude. Um, but we can be creative in that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right though that um, it's allowed to be hard. And for that reason, we don't have to do it alone mm-hmm. and that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and like God is with us as we go out in that, but also we can like ask for help from our community even if we don't know those people well, and just be like, I really want to get to know my neighbors. Can we all go ice skating this winter at my local pond? Like just invite your friends that you do have to help you make more and then be willing to like branch out. I don't know. There's just so many options. Yeah. And for someone who may be new to our community or new to exploring faith, like that's what the church is totally for. Yeah. It's exactly what it's for. Yep. You know, and it's not like, you always need to be in, in this place of making more friends, right? But eventually people move or hopefully we see our three groups multiply mm-hmm. to reach more. And so that means you're intentionally letting some friends go in order to make space for other people. That's um, right. And beautiful things can happen there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, okay. A lot of talk. Why bother with any of this? Yep. That's a good question. I think we're, we have to face that in our hearts. Why, like, why bother? Why is this important to me? Maybe, maybe you're sitting there listening to this and you're like, I don't know if I care. I don't know if I want to do that. I, maybe you're closed off. Right. But there are so many benefits, um, that we have, we have to acknowledge. Um, I mean, you can have help to do the things that you do. Like I can think of many different ways. Like if you're a college student and you're ready to move, you have automatic moving neighbors. (laughs) Not that we make friends to get things, but that there is this real element of like, we get to help one another. Um, If you're a parent, you have babysitters that live in your neighborhood. And that's not, again, not the purpose, but it's one of the benefits. Um, I mean, there's a million for every context. I think there's like a million ways to help. Um, And how nice would it be just to save on driving time? Yeah. Like if yeah. I want to go to uh, Louis and Angela's house, they're five houses down. Yeah, it takes <laughs> I don't even need to get seconds. the car, right? Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. You know? It is. I can literally just walk into their house at any moment, at any time, because I didn't need to s- spend the extra effort getting ready. Like I literally walk over in my socks. We I have. have. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's true. Like we just save a lot of like, everyone's like, oh, I'm so busy. And I'm like, cool. Like have some connections that live close to you. Like you can still keep friends that live an hour away. We of course have friends that live lots of hours away. Um, But we just see those people less because it's tough to make schedules work. Right. So it's really nice to have people close by. Um, Mm. I think the other thing was like, we get to see them more often. Mm. Um, I know for people who live like kind of that 45 minutes to an hour or more away, it's really tough to see them more than like once a month, really, unless you're like really committed to that relationship or you have something going on where you like share something in common, or maybe you have a lot more time. Maybe one of your luxuries is that you do have time, um, for that driving and, and time spent. Um, but yeah, I think, I think just frequency increases. So we get to see people more, which means we get to see more of like their real life, 
we get to come over. People get to come over to my house when it's messy because they live really close by and I get to just be okay with that or whatever the thing is. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, and also, you know, when you focus locally, uh, what I've noticed is there's been such a, a gathering around local shared experience. Mm-hmm. So like as the city debates where to put in new developments or, or put in the new rapid transit line, like a lot of community happens around those shared experiences and shared uh, things that are happening to in, in the neighborhood. Um, you know, the, we can relate to the, the Winterfest thing that the, the local BIA puts on or, or whatnot. And, yeah, yeah. and that's just, that's just so, such a great launch pad for mm-hmm. a relationship, right? Yeah. So yeah, for us, that great. was going to the farmer's market. Like yep. our local farmer's market. And we were a vendor, but you don't have to be a vendor. But we were a vendor and we met all the other vendors, mm-hmm. right? And we met a few people that live in our neighborhood mm-hmm. too. And uh, and those are great potential friendships down the line. Some of them are yeah. already. Yeah. yeah. Or were at least during the summer. And yeah, well, one guy who's a that. security guard at the market, he came on our men's retreat this spring, right? <laughs> last, there you go. last spring, I guess. Yeah. There you go. Yep. <clears throat> I think the other benefit of kind of having people close by that you're in real relationship with is just that opportunity for like casual hangout. Mm. Like, cause you know, you know, you've had a long day and you get home from work or you get to pass off the kids or whatever your thing is that you're finished that was stressful. And you just want to like sit down and like be with somebody and maybe your spouse isn't available or maybe you just need like the perspective of somebody a little bit outside of your home Um, it's so nice to have that, like those Mm -hmm. casual impromptu hangouts. I know that's like a couple of my friends, we like mainly hang out through impromptu hangouts. (laughs) And I know like some of them might even hear this and be like, yeah, like we don't plan anything. We don't schedule anything, but we see each other really often because we're like, oh, I just thought of you. I'm going to the grocery store. Do you want to jump in the car? I'll swing by and get you like that kind of thing. Um, and it's great. And it's honestly, that's like just so it's just so real and it's so easy and we still talk about like real stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's great. Because everyone's got to go to the grocery store. Why not do it together? Yeah. Everyone's got to eat. Why not do, do that it together? together. Yeah. There's so many things that can just overlap. Yep. Yeah. Um, and how and just and how valued do you feel uh, when really it's like, well, it's so easy, <laughs> but you still feel so valued. Yeah. Right. When it's like I've had a situation where I go to hang out with a friend and they're like, yeah, looking at the calendar, how about a month from now? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, ooh, that makes me feel not valued, right? It's like there is no time or space for me. Yeah. Right? But also, like, that makes me sad for them, too, that I'm like, man, you have not enough room in your life to see someone that you do value a whole month away. And like, man, how are you? How are you filling up? How are you doing? Yeah. How overwhelmed are you? Or hopefully their schedule is full of good things, but we don't, we don't always get to know that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. totally. All right. Um, so I think, uh, let's, let's make this our, our final topic here and we can kind of tie a bow on this. Um, I think one of the, one of the things I've discovered is that the one another lifestyle, it's God's eternal purpose. It's what he's always wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. He, Jesus lays his life down for his friends. Mm -hmm. And he says, you're no longer servants, right? Because servants don't know. They don't don't know what the master is doing. But my friends know what's going on, you know? And the people that I meet and the people who are around, it's just so easy 
like the things that we're talking about inviting people into and the way we're talking about knitting our lives together, it's like, oh, that's the arena in which the kingdom can come Mm -hmm. and the one another lifestyle can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like church is not about four walls, (laughs) (laughs) right? It's not about a building. Yeah. It's about this beautiful, rhythmic, maybe tri-rhythmic <laughs> life yeah, that we're sure. building yeah. together, yeah. you know? Um, and so, you know, we talk about a few personal benefits. It's easy and there's help around yeah. and la, 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 la. Yeah. But there's beautiful things that you end up discovering too, which there is just, is. oh, the kingdom is here. Yeah. And that's the gold. That's like the benefits we talked about just to like get you guys, get us out of our box of thinking. But like, yeah, there's so much beauty in that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the kingdom is exactly it. We get to actually just see the people of God and love for one another, like, and not just people of God, like a lot of our friends are not necessarily Christians in our neighborhood. Um, But we just get to bring light into those spaces and they honestly give us so much back to it's not just a one way one way thing it's so beautiful yeah yeah um well let's close here see and could you like all of our other wonderful special guests put a deposit of prayer into our community on this topic of making friends in our local neighborhood sweet let's do it lord thank you so much Um, that you are a God who desires for us not to be alone. And I just pray for everyone just hearing this message and thinking through these things and thinking through their own relationships, Lord, that you would just help them to search their heart and ask you what's next. And I just pray that they would trust you as they step out in faith um, to build relationships and to serve one another and to just be a light in their communities And I just pray that you would show them the fullness of friendship in the coming weeks and months. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 